Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, guys, to the Players' Lounge episode 10. I'm Cyrus Avi, my co-host, Scott Felix. Today, our good buddy, my ultimate lover, uh, sorry, Scott, uh, Giovanni DiPaolo came into town. Yes, sir. Um, we're here to... <laughs> Fuck you. Gio. Go drink your beer outside, yeah. Yeah, get out of here, asshole. Geo played guard at USC from, I don't know, what the hell. 2010 to 2015? 2010 to 2015, yeah. He was one of the older guys when I got there. He was a he was my hard hat. at camp, yeah. yeah. Hard hat guy. He's a good guy to listen to. He has his own brewery that he's uh, popping off right now in Santa Barbara called Third Window Brewery right now. So check that out. But um, where are we at? We are at Tire Biter Brewery. So come peep us. Um, today on this episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, USC ASU game and the lack the lack the of lack watching of, it. the lack of interest lack from of all three yes. of us yes so we, we talk about that we talk about the LSU Alabama game Coach O's influence you know we're program. talking about Coach O mm-hmm. talk about that uh, we also will be talking about a little bit of a little bit of movies talk NCAA, about Joker players getting paid we talk about movies Joker yep yeah, we got a lot of good yeah, stuff we got a lot of good stuff in this episode so check it out if you want swipe up for the link right here Where's the link? Right here. And, uh, yeah, we would also like to thank our sponsor for today. Could you take us there? Yeah, so uh, shout out to our sponsor, um, Taint Stretcher 09. Uh, This is one of the better – I think it's one of the underrated stretches. I think a lot of guys are working on their biceps and their lats and their chests, and they even do legs and squats. Well, this is our sponsor that's a pretty good setup here to help you stretch to really – so you don't have to go to yoga. I don't like Bikram. You know what I mean? I, can't, I don't want to do that stuff. So I want to I stretch, but I still want to get that stretch. So Do we have a clip? Yeah, why don't we check out the clip um, what we got. Okay, so you see how the gravity works. It's pulling from here. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of guys are lacking. It's very good. Um, I think he looked like he was in a lot of pain, but it was good pain. No, no, that wasn't pain. No? Yeah, that's happiness. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so gotcha. this is uh, make sure you uh, get a hold of the Taint Stretcher uh, 08, or is it 09? I think, that's, I think that's the 09 version, but uh, the 08 is the one that's recommended by doctors and at least three doctors on this part of the, in Mongolia. Okay. Um, check it out. Well, have fun listening to episode 10 of the Players' Lounge. And uh, shout out to our sponsor. Tire butter, come and, by. And the Tain Stretcher 08. Tain Stretcher 08. Fruits. Con papas frutas. I wore this Beautiful. hat to piss off our guest today, the one, the only... Giovanni Deloach. I hate your hat. Giovanni, Giovanni <laughs> Ravisi. Giovanni. Uh, that's, I, I don't remember how many nicknames you had, but. Let's go Jeech Mongrel today. <laughs> Jeech Mongrel. Giovanni DiPaolo. DiPaolo. <laughs> He's in the studio. What's up, guys? What is it? Episode 11 and a half? You're crazy. This is episode 10. Episode 10. Oh, shit. You yeah, made dude. The, yeah. the 10 piece. Ooh. Double ditch. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a. This is a big day. Cheers, LA celebrating. Cheers, man. Shouts to Tire Biter Brewery, our, our sponsor. Tire Brewery, drinking a beer. Giovanni DePaul decided to stop by to have a conversation with us, man. How you been? What you been up to since uh, me and Gio were? 
when we weren't roommates. We were for one camp, the camp that we had like six a days. Remember that? That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful days. time. Yeah, I think that was Scott's freshman year. Yeah, it took pieces of me. Yeah, I, I still, <laughs> still, still can't get back. That was the that was the year that we got no days off. So yeah. I think that was yeah. the year that there was a earthquake. Remember that? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, elaborate on that, please. Oh man, what does that mean? So we were roommates, and uh, <laughs> I'm asleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I uh, wake up probably at like <laughs> one o'clock. It's and I'm like feel shaking. I'm like Cyrus. Feel a stop in the rumbling. I was like, "Did you feel that earthquake?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> Didn't figure out till later that he was uh, he was creating that uh, turbulence. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Camp gets lonely, even though you're surrounded by men and testosterone all day. And uh, for some people, it turns them on. Sometimes you need a nightcap. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to experience an earthquake. <laughs> the rooms were tight. Yeah, they were they were uh, not the biggest, and they're in bunk beds too. Oh so, man, yeah, yeah. There was a lot going on there. That was such a clutch call with uh, Helton. Our last year, or my last year, yeah. doing everyone had their own room. Oh, oh my god, yeah, that was that was love. Oh it's kind of sucked though. I kind of miss jerking off next to my old roommate. You know. Yeah, it really sucked going to bed early at the right time instead of you know just sitting in the room and shooting shit and. Um, Getting dip shoved in my lip or something like that. <laughs> yeah. How many times did that happen? Dip. D-I-P. <laughs> dip. Let me let me clarify. D-I-P. D-I-P. Chewing <laughs> tobacco. I had dip shoved into my mouth. Okay. Oh man, how do you think? Uh, have you been keeping up with SC at all? Um, slightly. That's like elaborate, <laughs> please. I'll uh, be doing something and I'll be like, "Fuck, the game is on." Let, let me check and just USC football and it's like. Oh, 14-3, other team. Um, I'll check in a little I'll bit. Go back to this. I, uh, since leaving collegiate sports, I don't really care to watch much sports. I really never had a team. Being from like Central California, there's like, it's never really allegiance to Raiders. Everyone who was a Raiders fan where I was from was a piece of shit. <laughs> Obviously, and then we're Raiders fans in general. Let's be honest. Nobody cared about the Chargers because they're in San Diego. So I was just in yeah. this middle ground to like really choose any team I wanted, and I was just like, I don't care. This is like NFL. Once. Yeah. And now it's like the only team I really care about is USC, mm. but it's just I'm unable to watch it. The Trojans. If they win. I'm upset because it's not the way that I wanted them to win. And if they lose, I'm like just upset. I'm like, what the fuck do I watch this Dude, for? Like, this yeah. is supposed to be for my enjoyment. <laughs> I understand like being loyal, but it's just like this is taking years off my life watching this shit. So that's a fucking. So I don't. Yeah. And people ask me about it, and most of the time I'll be like, oh yeah, I watched the game. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> or yeah, fuck those. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's a good way to put it. Like you can't even enjoy the W's. It does feel like that. This last one I was watching, I didn't even, I'm not going to lie, y'all, I didn't even watch the game. I was working uh, at ASU, but I watched the highlights, and it's like, I don't know, it's weird not even being, what are you grabbing down there? Just making sure that he's, he's, he's mic'd up. What kind of show are we doing here, huh? Dip on the lip. Hold on, your mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a mic. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is weird. It is weird kind of watching and, like, not even enjoying a win. Which so, so you're saying that you don't even get enjoyment either way? No, I mean with the way we're playing, watching oh, the way we've been since you've been gone. Watching Stanford this year was great to watch. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty good football. 
that's I was excited for that. Thought that momentum was going to carry on. Really didn't. We kind of saw that Stanford wasn't a force that it has been the last yeah, couple of years. So, yeah. um, but I have heard criticism like from people about USC fans. They're just like kind of brutal. It's like there's a standard that needs to be met, and it's not being met, and it's harsh. But it's also like why people come here. It's why people want to be a part of this. When was the last time you think it was met? Or when was the last time you felt good about SC Bowl? Playing or not playing? Um, so I remember being pissed that we were getting into the Rose Bowls right after I left. Yeah, yeah. a lot of guys were. Um, <laughs> but I still don't think that's where we expect to be. Um, I think just growing up watching Leonard and Bush and um, White, it's just like that's what people want to see. I remember w- coming for like recruiting visits and just – keeping my on Maluga on just like kick off just running over people and it's like this is fourth quarter you're kicking the shit out of Ohio State why is he still in there it's like because we're here to just fucking destroy people yeah, yeah. Oh, man. well you definitely miss that nowadays can, man can you say fuck yeah you can say fuck you can, no, say, you fuck, can say fuck, fuck. Tank, you can talk asshole. about jerking off and everything <laughs> yeah. but we can't say fuck on you yeah. yeah. don't you fucking say it fuck yeah watch your fucking mouth on yeah. this show god damn it whore this uh, is a children's show hi mom yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. it was it's, so. it's, Don't been, the fruit. it's been frustrating watching this season, like you said, because it's just you see that we can, like, compete with teams in the first half of the games, and then, like, we kind of just, like, shift gears down, and then we just coast the rest of the game. Like it, sorry, you go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, it seems like we got players. It seems like we got dudes all the time that can fucking win against any team. It's yeah. been like that for forever, and I think it's yeah. just a matter of people thinking that they just deserve it, and they yeah. came here, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get rings, and it's a – a fight every day to get to that spot. So you think yeah. it's a culture, the kid, the players and kids and shit? Absolutely, it's a culture. Yeah. And uh, That's what I mean. Like, when do what, you think it was at its – when in your time frame, when do you think it was – besides, like, obviously Bush and Liner in those days, but, like, while, with your experience? I think right before I got here, so 2009 probably, yeah. um, with uh, Taylor Mays, yeah, and right. where they just kicked the shit out of Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. And – but you had leftover of that culture. Like, you had dudes coming in that were, were, were a part of that shit. So, like, you kind of were groomed by some fucking... But that was Car- that was Carroll's last year, wasn't it? Yeah. 2009? Yeah, yeah. So, you were you were on that team? No, I was recruited by Pete. He, uh... I was committed, ready to go. And then I had someone come up to me, like, at lunch in high school. And, like, Gio, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what's going on? He's like... Somebody died. Pete, Pete's gone. I'm like, Pete's gone? What's... What does that mean? <laughs> he's like, he's left. And I'm like, holy. Pete? <laughs> Where is he going? <laughs> holy shit. Like, so I'm calling. I call him up. Phone's disconnected. Like, damn. He's like, his phone's. The USC phone. And uh, I think I called. I finally reached out to Coach O. And Coach O was like, hey, this happens every year. Everyone thinks he's going to go. It's just rumors. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And I was like, okay, we're going to be good. That makes sense. It's like he's the top of his game and people just like want to stir shit up. Right. And uh, obviously the sanctions were kind of in talks. And uh, he did leave. <laughs> he gone. He gone. Indeed. Indeed. I didn't see that come. <laughs> I did not see that come. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell your mother half of me. <laughs> Dude, Coach yeah. O comes up every fucking show, man. Yep. Every show. Yeah. 
So, so what about that? Those teams were like, how did that uh, shape your uh, your view of like this is what a good culture is compared to now? Um, so I think it just comes down to watching the games and seeing there's just like glimpses of talent where we have all the best guys. Mm-hmm. We get a really good recruiting class. We have the best recruiters that are there, um, especially with not having great records. We still are top tier recruiting glasses it's not like fun out. fact not to cut you off but we're yeah. 11th in pac 12 recruiting right now currently Curren- wow. currently right now all right now yeah right i believe now. that right now the way this season's been yeah going. that's the to kind of shift gears the pac 12 is hard because we just beat up on each other it's like sec is a little more polarized where you have like really good teams and they beat up on the other teams and they're yeah. mm-hmm. but all the teams in the pac 12 can kind of they can beat Beating each other, yeah. so it's yeah. like, and not because they're all good, because they're all shitty. <laughs> yeah, That's well, the, well, it's just like some, like you said, every every team matches up differently with uh, with another team. You know, like yeah. Cal matches up a little bit better with a U Dub compared to us. You know, like yeah. we'll get physical with Cal, and they're a little bit more air raid stuff. But you know, yeah, man, it's changed too. You were in the Pac-10, which so when you were being recruited, right? Dinosaur, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Back in my day, there was ten teams in a conference, not twelve. Um, but what's a bummer for me is I was a big fan of Helton. Like mm-hmm. going through college sports, you kind of realize that a lot of coaches are just players that didn't grow up. There's like. I know how to play football and I don't know how to do anything else. So I'm going to, I'm going to coach football now. And it's like, there's like not mature kind of just in the same mentality. Um, Coach Helton is someone that I had a lot of respect for um, leaving and I didn't have respect for a lot of people when I left. (laughs) It's true. Um, I can attest to that. He still fucking hates me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think he is a good cultivator of culture. And I don't know where it's falling short because we have good guys and it just doesn't seem to be well, dude, that's finishing ex- all the that's way through. That's exactly what we've been talking about is like we fucking both of us here too. Like I love Coach Shelton. He's like one of my guys. He actually cares about dudes like beyond being a football player. Mm. Like he's like be a decent fucking human being to, and as well as a good football player, a good student. But I don't know. You think like as a, I feel like as a head coach, you can't always you kind of need a guy that's like a little more sauce on your taco. Yeah. And I. Good to Kiffin for bringing Coach O on. He, yeah. He is not my favorite person. But Which one, Kiffin or Coach Kiffin. O? Okay. I don't but think he's anybody's favorite person. I don't person. think Kiffin, uh, <laughs> I don't think people are like, oh, man, that dude's so cool. I mean, people liked him when he was winning. But oh, yeah. the good thing about Kiffin is he knew how to play to his strengths and cover his weaknesses, and he brought Coach O on to be the disciplinary rah-rah guy. Cause, yeah. And Coach Pola, too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like. Sometimes Kiffin, he's like, has Asperger's, where he's just like a genius in terms of X's and O's and like scheme, but just like doesn't know how to talk to. You don't want to be stuck on elevator, dude. I saw him on elevator, I was like, oh fuck, dude, this guy. Yeah, you you would honestly like, like, you can get it. I'll get get, get the stairs. Let me take the stairs. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's just it, yeah. You would yeah. like walk by him in the hallway, and he like wouldn't even like really say anything to you. Yeah, he'd dude, he'd just look unless you're know. a Marquise yeah. or fucking or yeah. Matt, Woody, <laughs> Matt or Woody, somebody yeah. cool that was worth talking to, or like or someone who's not doing the right things. Yeah, and yeah. That, I kind of saw that a lot throughout my time here. Is like the people who were fucking up were getting the most attention and being yeah. the most mm-hmm. like coddled. 
when it was like people that were doing things right sometimes weren't even recognized. Yeah, and yeah. Well, they they just they always had projects of guys, you know, like they would bring a guy in who's super talented. And they know that if he does things the right way, that he'll end up being a good player. But that's like where, you, like you said, where they have to sit there and babysit the kid damn near. You know, like go to class, go do your all your rehab and stuff like that. But it's just that, like you said, they get more attention than the actual guys that are doing the right shit. You know, yeah. which sucks, man. But I mean, uh, we had dudes that were obviously really fucking talented, and they yeah. could have been even more talented, but they were fucking pieces of shit. And they would get so many chances, whereas, like, you'd fuck up. Well, that, you know, and that's you're like, you're done. It's like, Jesus Christ, man, I've been. Well, that that was, like, such a great lesson for me because I feel like that's something you can apply to life, too, is because there were guys on that team true. that were so talented. Like you said, like, they're, I we all know we can name them all, but I don't want to put them on blast like that. But guys that were just disgusting but they would go and do a play on and practice that was garbage one day and then the next day they'd have like a, a crazy day and it's just like it was just fluctuating like that and that was the fastest way to not get trust with the coaches and just like be, be on the sidelines the whole time you know and so I feel like that's something that you can like carry on to like life now like if you're not consistent with your work then you're not going to really go anywhere you know and you yep. can be the most talented motherfucker in the room but you don't work hard and like stay consistent I it's mean, not going to work I don't know any of those projects that are doing this <laughs> Or at least yeah. playing now. I mean, I'm not none of them are if, playing. I'm not saying if you don't play, you're I would say maybe I would say maybe one is playing right now in the NFL. Maybe yeah. one, you know, that's, that's a low percent. But to your point about that, I feel like that might have grown. Like dudes are not getting checked, damn near at all. I mean, the young dudes come in with fucking big ass heads, and then it stays that big because they don't. I remember. I mean, your ass probably knows even more when you when you fucking showed up on day one, man. Your your booty was tight. Yeah. And it was by the coaches and it was by the seniors. And by the seniors were cool because it wasn't like a negative tightness. It was like, you better act right, but I'm also going to like take you under my wing. And I feel like that shit's long gone. Yeah. seems like everyone, at least from a spectator's point of view, it's like everyone is on their own journey, mm-hmm. kind of going out for what they're going for. A stop not, before the league. It's just yeah. like, I'm going to stop here to get to the league pretty much. Yeah, and it's not a very good stop either as of late. No, that's, that, but that's because of yeah. that mentality of yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is just a place for me to go to the league because I'm at SC. They're gonna look at me like, yeah. there's no way you're not gonna see if I just, if I ball out, if I do my thing. I, but sorry, a, I had to use that voice, but yeah. it just felt right. If I do my thing, how dare you? Yeah, no, I don't want to be uh, <laughs> acting like stereotypes here. Dare you? I'm just saying I could hear in my fucking head right now, but uh, you know the mentality. No, I saw it with fucking Port Augustine too. I'm gonna call him out right now. That motherfucker did his thing, but I told him, take people under your wing and, like, bring some young guys with you. And, like, right. that, that's the shit that pissed me. I see him getting after it doing 6,000 pull-ups and 5,000 push-ups. You're wrong. It was 7,000. Oh, yeah, true. My bad. <laughs> with fucking baby oil on. And it's like, dude, grab a young guy, like Khalid, like Khalil, like those guys used to do. And like, hey, come out. We're doing some drills. And we're doing field work, dude. Well, you he, don't need biceps. You don't need them, uh, that many biceps, well, bro. He, he, would bring, he would bring, like... Small guys with like like a like a small number of guys like Ruben would go with. That's him. true. He did. You start know, it would, it, it wasn't ever. That's true. That's true. It wasn't ever like a huge number of guys though, because like DK would get a group of guys. You yeah. know, but like Porter would kind of like he was. It's like his style, you know. But he would he would get one guy. But I know what you're saying though. You need to bring like more guys in there with you to be able to like cultivate that energy. Because I remember when I first got there, like I think the first guy that really like checked me was, besides Coach O, was probably Khalid. Like. Call yeah. it, yeah. Call it like on, slap. like in the play or like uh like on field or like off field. Both, both. Yeah. Like I, he, I, 
well, he just he. I felt like he hated me. Uh, <laughs> like I felt like I, I was just like, damn, I can't do anything right with this guy. And it made me honestly like it was. It made me want to earn his respect even more yeah. because I was like, that's a baller at center right there, and I want to be able to like have his respect because I know that that will that will spread throughout the team. But you know, and then on the field, I mean, he just launched my ass. <laughs> I remember it's you like, told God! me. <laughs> in the twilight zone <laughs> yeah it was a lot man but no i feel that's one thing that we've been like talking about this whole season is that it's, it feels like there's just like a lack of uh leadership and like a lack of just like you know i don't know communication with older guys compared to younger guys and with past teams it feels that there were trickling down energy and just like like culture and just like morals from the previous years like with carol and um like when you first got there and now it's that last wave of those guys that got that little bit of that culture gone now you know i feel they're 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 not there no more so like now it's like a new era of of a culture at usc Mm -hmm. and and you're seeing it where it's just like i don't really like this yeah i think this is the first or second year that i know no players on the team yeah i'm not sure if you guys have played with anybody on uh, no, this squad. I think I think the only guy that I play with is John Houston. And, yeah. And even guys. and even then like John's a different kind of player compared to like what we played with, you know. Yeah. Like John's a little bit more of his own style of like, yeah. you know, a slasher linebacker that's just a little quiet, leads by example. But other guys that we played with were just stinky you know, pinky. Like, yeah. Pittman I mean, and Pittman. You played with we played with him? Yeah, stinky pink. Are you serious? And Shipman. Yeah. You played with Pittman? Bro, I was tied in that last year. Pittman wasn't there. Yeah, bro. What? I played one year. I'm pretty sure he was not there because I was on the team. Or either that, or I was training him. Are you that high right now? No, not yet. <laughs> no, I just, I just ate the edible before we started. Oh, it didn't okay, kick okay. in till till three. Um, but yeah, I don't know many guys either. And uh, do you remember your first time fucking getting checked? Your first time. Um, I definitely remember oh, yeah, your first time. And then your, your first time getting checked. <laughs> definitely remember called saying. Like just cheering me out about something, and I was like trying to grow a goatee. He's like, and shave that fucking goatee. And I definitely would like look to myself in the mirror after I was like, I need to shave that goatee. <laughs> shave this fucking goatee. Yeah, but then I got there and I was like, dude, goatee, <laughs> double up, bro. That thing's beautiful. So I was probably a bad influence. It got thick. That. Yeah. It was not thick then. No, okay, I got. It, so <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't fully. No, you weren't matured yet. So uh-uh. uh, you haven't been watching much games this season, then. No, uh, yeah. the the only one that I've really watched the majority of was the Stanford game. Yeah. That that's my favorite rivalry that I well, can think of. It's even one of the better ones, right? Yeah. I would say it's more a rivalry than UCLA. One hundred percent, at least in recent memory. Yeah, one hundred percent. UCLA is kind of like the like you know little little step brother. Like yeah, yeah I get your fucking. Little, little it's like tradition. Like Stanford and yeah. like Notre Dame, those yeah. are like two that I think of like fucking yeah. yeah. Those are the ones where I'm like, all right, we're playing. And even Oregon too, honestly. Oregon's yeah. kind of had some juice lately, yeah. but but I mean, I followed your lead this weekend by not watching the game. I did not watch the USC game for the first time this whole season, and the reason being was that I was watching the LSU Alabama game. I only had one screen, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. Watch good football. Yeah, and I was like, and it. I was just like, I want. Scott, to, I want, how dare you? Hey, as I a want, Trojan, how fucking dare you? I will say this: <laughs> as a Trojan, John Robinson was wearing LSU gear on oh. LSU sideline, next to Coach O, That's sporting that. 
while I USC is you. still playing at ASU. And I don't think many people peeped that, but I, de- I, I saw it. Yeah, okay, so okay Coach that's, Robinson. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he was know, a good dude. Yeah. He was great. And, I, and you want to talk about like a guy that's like a Trojan is John yeah. Robinson, man. Like he is a Trojan, but when it comes to Coach O, it's a little different, you know? Yeah. And I wanted I wanted to watch Coach O like in support of him because like, I know how big this game was to him and – and just to be honest, like LSU is so much fun to watch, man. Yeah, they play with they play with that Coach O energy, you yeah. know. So it's just yeah. Different. I didn't watch the game this weekend. I watched the highlights, but yeah. I saw and I saw what people were talking about. We started off hot, and then they come within within one score of like tying the game in the last minute of the drive. And shout out to Christian Rector with a great play of like picking the ball off. But it's like holy shit, man! Okay, how many how many times? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm trying to piss people off so they come on our show. Nah, what defend, you come and defend themselves. What'd you Porter. call me? <laughs> Porter, <laughs> Christian. Fucking what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, man. Coach O, I'm rooting for him, honestly. He's one of those guys that you fucking, at least from my experience, and you probably can relate to, like you just fucking hate him. <laughs> and then when he's gone, you're like, no. He was him. uh he was definitely a force when he was a D-line coach, and he was a totally different person when he was head coach. That's yep. true, yeah. Yep. Yep. What do you mean? What you mean? What he was, I mean, like I said earlier, he was brought on by uh, Coach Kiffin to be the enforcer. Yeah. And <laughs> For lack of a bit, yeah. And be the asshole. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, Lane was not that guy. Yeah, 100%. And uh, he took that role. He took that role seriously, and he killed it. Yeah. As the enforcer, Dude, the motherfucker yeah. would get in the drills with us, and uh, you don't like that. You, yeah. you don't like him as the enforcer, right? That's um, true. But when he made the switch over to head coach, he was like all love, all yeah. like trying to take care and look after his players yeah. and yep. get you guys in the right mentality for each specific phase of the week. Yeah. Like once right. walk through, like you're walking through when it's. Uh, you're in the hotel, like you're being polite and you're mm. like heads in the game. And when it's time to go, he's ready to he's ready rip to someone, <laughs> rip yeah. someone's heads off. Yeah. And like, you're ready to rip someone's head off too. So well, that, that, uh, that, two, that 2013, yeah. fuck you. That, that 2013 <laughs> team was like depleted of just energy and just was uh, just dried out. And then when he took over, he just like, he put like the fun back in football almost, yeah. you know? And, I think that's why his name comes up every fucking show because the dudes that were around were like, oh, shit, we could, like, this could be something here. Even, we didn't even win all of the games out, but you still felt. No, it's it's hard to keep a guy like Coach O when you don't win UCLA and you don't win Notre Dame. Yeah, I guess, but they've been keeping dudes, that dude Sark and, like, Helton and, like, guys that have not been winning big games. They keep them. They didn't, they didn't keep Coach O because he fucking was not – they weren't going to let him do his shit. Well, I bet you if Lynn Swan was there while Coach O was doing this, Lynn Swan would have been like, yeah, do it. All right. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't give a Lynn shit. Swan's Let's go. Dancing yeah. in the weight room. Like, don't give a just shit. signing shit off. All I'm right, not sure whatever. what Lynn Swan did while he that's, was there. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of people have a lot of animosity toward good old Pat for not getting the job done with Coach O. Um, if he was smart, he, yeah. I mean, look at it now. I love. I hope Coach O wins fucking five national championships in a row. Yeah. Well, like, you, just, you see, it's, it's you see, it's being done right over there. You know? He's been given the keys to the kingdom, and yeah. he's and he's doing it well. So you're doing it. You're doing it. Well, the players knew it, and a lot of the staff knew that he was like that. He was the key. Like he would have. I think he would have brought us to fucking glory. What could you say? I uh, remember that that meeting when they announced 
that Sark was getting it. I remember waking you, up after a game and could like. Could you take us through that whole day? We haven't talked about that on one time on the show. I would love to hear your perspective of it. Um, I think it was after a game. Yeah, it was after the UCLA, right? Or later? I, don't, I wasn't there. No, it was yeah, it was after the UCLA game, I believe, because we lost that. Yeah, we lost to UCLA, and then we were still playing. I think in the Pac-12 championship, the Dick Bowl or something, something like that. We uh, had one more game left. Yeah, I remember waking up in my room, and it was either a text message saying like, uh, "Sark's the head coach," and then like I go and look online and it's like oh shit uh looks like sarkeesian's our guy um once we just like got a ton of like momentum and like finally a figure that we could like stand behind and mm-hmm. be be happy about and uh walking in that meeting and getting that that news from pat hayden there was a lot of grown men crying a lot of grown men upset and uh i just had to sit back and be like fuck here we go again Were Uh, were you pretty upset i was upset it was just like but also at that point we had been through so many changes yeah it was like not even like a shock to me i I was just like i think you were kind of more aware of like things going on at the higher level than we probably needed to be like I feel like me and you were pretty judgmental on the coaching and like the staff like early on yeah um big big shit talkers yeah big pieces of shit kind of guys um kind of guys you don't want on your team (laughs) type of guys maybe maybe a poison who knows yeah maybe (laughs) probably not good for the locker room so 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 we all got a text that day like hey team meeting at like 11 a.m and then all of us were in there and then I believe I remember it was like Pat came in and he was just doing his whole like sob story of like, well, you know, well, <laughs> we just we got to do this and like oh, saying like all man. the right things. Was and Sark in the room? Sark was not in the room at that no. point. No, Sark Sark wasn't there yet. But who was in the room wasn't yet was Coach O. Coach O ended up coming like we we were in that room for like a good like two hours I remember. And then once Pat made that decision, people were pissed. Like like you said, like grown men were crying. Like people were. Like yeah. a lot of people, were like man, what the fuck? Like in the background, like just yeah, cussing I and bet. shit. I bet. And then were you were you in? I wasn't there, man. No? This is my this is my yeah. time away from the um, team. Yeah. So, so like so the whole team, like the whole staff, like every single person involved with the fucking yeah. team is in there. And then Pat Hayden goes in there and does that shit. And then uh, a couple minutes later, like Coach O was like arriving because. And Pat was like making it seem like, uh, do you, if I'm remembering it correctly, he was making it seem like Coach O was choosing to leave because he was like, we're going to hire Sark, but Coach O doesn't want to stick it out with you guys. Um, really? I, yeah. I do know that they wanted him to stay on and be. It was for the Vegas Bowl. That's what it was. That's what we had. Oh, they wanted him to yeah. be like, in, like a D line coach or like a. Yeah, and not, to stick. No, no, no. They wanted him to do his thing. But once that game was over, Sark was going to take over. Okay. But they still want him on the the staff, but just not as head coach. And, right. And uh, I think Coach O had seen what he had done. At least that's what it felt like. He yeah. was like, felt that he was making a difference. I know that someone told me that after his old Miss um, head coaching career, he just wrote a bunch of things that he wanted to do different. All his failures from that experience and just implemented it into that last couple of games yeah. as our head coach. And it was like night and day, mm-hmm. a different team. Yeah. And I think it's upsetting where he's like, this is working. I, I have this 
this plan, this strategy, and this philosophy, and it's taking off, just give it a second. Yeah, like, you only gave me half a fucking season. Yeah, it's like, just give me a little more time, and you'll see, like, this is going to fucking take off. Yeah. And they're like, no, we, we don't like, maybe don't like the way you talk. We don't like the way you represent, like, this prestigious university or team that's what it was, we yeah. want this guy who's been a part of it and um seemed like a lateral move to me yeah yes from kiffin i was like this is like it's the same shit his brother yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crazy part is is that we finished that meeting and then they're like all right well you know after not even saying this but remember like it was like a hug line for coach o like yeah. everybody Damn. everybody got oh, up and dude. coach o and miss kelly was was there they're standing in the front of the space in the team room, and then like every single player like got up in a line and was just like waiting their it's turn like to like a fucking give. funeral, dude. It was like, like yeah, and, and coach, and even like not to put him on blast, he's probably gonna lie, but coach was crying, you know. He yeah. was, he was, he was <laughs> like every, that that room was just one big ball of well, emotion. It, sh- it shows you what SC's their heads at. They're so fucking scared of this guy that clearly I think would have taken us to greatness, but I think their buttholes are so tight. They're like, we can't risk getting in trouble or something, you know what I mean? Like, I think it, that SC, that's what I've been saying at least, that SC is like, as a university. Why do you think they're getting in trouble? Trouble by who? Well, just in general, not, with not even in football, just with like, I mean, the fucking doctor that was touching. There's a lot, there's the a scandal. lot. Like yeah. all the scandals that SC has and how big of a school it is outside of football, internationally, I feel, this, uh, this is all speculation, I'm a fucking idiot, so I could be totally wrong. But how would you – okay, what you're telling me, there's a fucking hug line, like all this stuff. The fact that nobody recognized that and they're like, no, we're going to go to Sark. I'm all these guys. Like they had to not – to have a, that lack of awareness – it's not lack of awareness. It's like, no, they're like, we need to have a guy that we can be like, Sark, you're doing this. That's why Sark was fucking drugged out of his mind, man. It's this uh, – So yeah. the 15 people probably goes into the dark room. Exactly. It's a, this is a nonprofit business. Yeah. And you have all these donors – Right. And your kind of future is led by that because, I mean, without the money, you're not getting to do what you want to do. 100%. So they have a say, and you want to keep them happy. But at the same time, they're not the experts. They don't know how to get to where we all want to be. Right. They are just have their two cents just like we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a powerful thing to have your hand in people's pockets and they're like, nope, if you, uh, if you're going this way, we're going this way and you don't get all this. You don't get all this shit. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me, at least with the moves that have been going on personally. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. And well, you know, shifting gears, we did get a new athletic director. Did, yeah. I, did you see anything about that, Gio? I liked that move just like I liked Clay Helton. He's not shiny. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like... but. For AD, that might be good because we've been getting uh, what's that, shiny. We've been getting shiny uh, ADs like Lynn Swan. Like, like what fucking school? And this shout out to fucking Mark Bednorts here at Tired Buyer. This is the point that he made. Um, what school do you know an AD in any nation? Do you know Do you know an AD in any other fucking college program anywhere? And yep. at SC, you know our ADs. It's like, why are we getting a fucking celebrity AD? Why don't we get a guy that like works as a fucking AD to do this job? I kind of want to say it started with uh, Carol. That's like with the time um, where Mike, uh, with Garrett. You mean? Yeah. Well, it just became a very Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you had celebrities coming to watch, and people fucking ate that shit up. And they're right. like, "We're not gonna have that coming back if we have 
this random talented coach come that nobody knows. We want a coach that is uh, marketable. Right. And Kiffin was marketable. Kiffin was marketable. Sarkeesian's marketable. Even Hayden. Hayden's Hayden. Hayden honestly is marketable. Swan is honestly marketable. Dude, I would say Coach O is the most marketable. 100%, but they, yeah. for whatever reason, they thought like you his. See, you see, I, I know that some people saw this on Twitter, but that video of Coach O watched, walking into the stadium, dude, that shit had me juiced, man. Like yeah. you could, If I have my head coach walking into the stadium with fist bumping people in the fucking crowd, I'm like, dude, I got to match that juice times two, you yeah. know? But – I don't know, man. Let's not let's n- <laughs> <laughs> let's not be too. <laughs> no, no, I just we're gonna take a break. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. I, need to I just think that the we call it the higher ups. I just feel like they have their hands on a lot of shit, and I just think SC is they're not as concerned about football as a lot of schools are, or maybe because they don't need to be. But it's just unfortunate because if we could, we should dominate the Pac-12 like in football. Really, we really should like watching everything, and it would be so. I feel like it would just help the fucking university in general if we dominated. I don't know, man. NC's got NCAA has got them shook after the sanctions. I think the sanctions really shook yeah. SC big time because yeah. we got hit harder than I would say damn near any fucking school for any scandal but besides I w- SMU. But they were actually doing. You know. mm. I was impressed a couple of years ago that it was Penn State and SC in the Rose Bowl. Like those were both death sentences from the NCAA. It's amazing that they're able to like come back to like some sort of like. Greatness. Even Penn State, they, I feel like theirs was kind of a slap on the wrist compared to ours. And what was going on there? This dude was touching the little doing, boys. Doing some Come on, man! And yeah, yeah, Reggie raunchy. was getting Reggie was getting a house for his for his parents his, for his parents. Yeah. And we get freaking two years suspension. Like it's like what? That's something they're doing across all colleges across the whole nation. SC's getting fucking bent over for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, Penn State I'm, got some, but like that's not even for me. Uh, it, sanctions started when. I came onto campus pretty much. Yeah, and, they did, right. And I was watching Reggie when I was in middle school. <laughs> it's like... Mm-hmm. Bro, Reggie yeah. was responsible for like half the kids playing college. Like yeah. he was a freaking idol of, of yeah. NCAA and they totally just... Well, that was always a lot of people's arguments, like you said, was that you're punishing kids that had nothing to do with this, you know? Yeah. Like, but... You know, I think it's uh, a known thing that the NCAA does not like USC. No, you know, I don't think especially so. Especially just because if we – I think that if we wouldn't have gotten sanctions, I could have guaranteed we would have won at least one more national championship. We, at least one. We might have done a lot of damage yeah. if we didn't – if we didn't – yeah, if yeah. we didn't get sanctions. Because, yeah. like, those dudes – dude, my freshman year, your sophomore year, I think, yep. that was a good fucking team. The next year, too, that we were number one, like, even though we shit the bed, that was a good fucking team. Yeah. Like, I was just talking about that. Yeah. That team. It was just that ten and two season? No, the uh the next the seven one. and the next seven one. six, yeah. yeah. What do you what do you guys think about that that year? Fuck shit. My my life fucking changed that year. Yeah. You think that's a, a matter of just like people think that they deserve it or don't need to work for something? There's like expected to be given to them i think that people really bought into the hype from my perspective i 100 percent agree and i also think that um and i'm not trying to throw shade but i'm just gonna this is how i feel like the whole like barkley coming back thing was like weird i mean he made like a huge press conference and like made this whole thing and then i don't know i just think the leadership wasn't 
fully there. Like he, he seemed like he came back for himself, whereas like a lot of other guys that come back uh, were there, like to be there, like TJ and like Collett and stuff, guys that could have left. Um, Woody, and Woody got fucking screwed the pooch that year big time. Um, and from the quarterback position when that happens, that's huge. I mean, I don't know, y'all were on the team. I think, I like, mean, y'all know too. I'm, I'm, I feel like uh, it was just a shit storm of just like a lot of bad shit. It I was, agree. It was the perfect storm of bad things. You know, there, was, there wasn't there was really a uh, a sense of urgency with leadership on the team in a, in a, in a common sense, it felt yeah. like. You know, like I feel like when I feel like good leadership isn't just good individual leaders in separate areas of the locker room, but like they're all on the same page. Yeah. You know, like hey, we're doing this. Like I'm, I'm TJ. I'm 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 in charge of the defense essentially. Oh, I'm call it. I'm in charge of the O line, and it's just like making sure that we're all on the same page. And then you also just had a lot of like bad. You know, just the coaching wasn't really that good that year. You know, people. I feel like people really found out what we were doing with all of our. Fucking bubble screens and shit. Yeah, the hype. And, I mean, obviously, I got a lot of shit for my first start uh, (laughs) after we lost that fucking game. But then it's like we lost five more, and I didn't fucking start those games. So what was the deal? I mean, there was a mess. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to single out anybody or put it under the bus, but that was like a – Something I noticed. Uh, it was just, it was just like that team. The team, that team just wasn't as good as the team before, man. Like it was a good team, but there were still guys that you know, like Nick Perry, left that that year. Yeah. You know, um, fuck, I forget the the other guy's name. Wes Horton. No, Wes was still on that team. We still had guys though. Like yeah. that year was. I still think we should have been. But then again, you know, Stanford also had that fucking. They had a defense. Bro, that defense was so goddamn yeah. good. Yeah. Well, what you think? When I think about Barkley, I think about. NCAA guys getting paid. Yeah. Because sense. I remember him coming into Heritage Locker Room dressed in a women's soccer uniform. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he was like, well, I'm doing a like a promo for uh, the soccer team. I was like, okay, cool. In my mind, I was like, well, they really just have you dressed up like a monkey and they're making like so much money off of you. Yeah. And I mean, he wasn't going to see any of that. Right. I don't necessarily feel bad for him. He's a <laughs> white, beautiful man <laughs> who's from, uh, man from Orange, Orange County. Yeah. And uh, he's going to do fine pretty much no matter what. But there's different stories about different guys who yeah. the school just like just rakes in money mm. from just like their appearance and like having them do whatever they want for being a part of their school and part of their team. And yeah. um, maybe they're future doesn't go the same way that Barclays does and maybe they're not like beautiful <laughs> and blonde <laughs> and blue eyes and <laughs> great jawline can play the guitar yeah Christian he was, he Christian the all American he was a beautiful fucking man I'll give you that he, he was always going to be okay so I was yeah like, no I, I, that makes a lot of sense but there's different guys who's just like school made hundreds of thousands on them and they're maybe doing something real dumb right and now their whole and their whole check is going to their family a lot of them like their whole stipend a lot of it's going a lot of us too we fucking do that thing to our family because yeah. it's like that's the first like big time money they're getting yeah and so god I, forbid you ask for fucking money off your name like well now you can technical well, two wow. years or whatever the hell it is you, um, see, you see that news you saying that shit so what's the like so the NCAA agreed that they would uh, in two years or in t- uh, April 20, of 2021 yeah. that so they would 
be able so to. So you can like, get so players are now able to get shoe deals or sponsors like they they're able to own make, their likeness make money off their likeness yeah. so, name, if, yeah. so if USC is selling Juju's jersey in the in uh, the, whatever that place bookstore, is, bookstore no. then he's getting money so for it so slavery is going to be abolished in 2021 20, April yeah Athletic the only thing is like <laughs> I'm sorry I watched that South Park clip again recently Check there's there's also like people who are using their stipends to just get like tattoos and Jordans and stupid yeah. shit yeah um, I don't know how they're able to do that because it's like, at least being a lineman, like trying to be told to get bigger all the time. It's like you're just eating all the time. It's like a second job trying to get enough food in you. And it's like mm-hmm. I don't have en- enough to like actually put good shit in my body. You mm-hmm. want me to be like a actual, <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> world class <laughs> athlete. Yeah, yeah, um, no, for real. Off of a superior grocery outlet. It's like. Dude, superior. Well, that was what we talked about too. Just throwing money at kids that don't know how to spend it. Like, I hope they can organize a way where you learn, you you getting this money, but you're also learning what to do with this fucking money. Like, you're learning. Maybe you have a class on nutrition. Like, as a fucking athlete, it's probably good to know about what to put in your body. Maybe you have a class on mental health because it's probably good to know about your fucking emotions and shit to control it. Maybe there's a class on physical education but well, you they, get money to like in coins like they have and that's during your in school or they I don't put know. or do they put it away or and they like put give it, it away dude i think yeah, i don't know that's I don't what know, i'm saying i think there's a way to, there's questions. a way to do it i i mean i like I, think, uh, what do you know I don't i don't hate like you getting money i kind of just think it should be after the fact yeah i agree i kind of agree too like I, you get your degree like you get you go through your schooling yeah, and, and all this is here for you because then you just get into weird things with like if you're getting shoe deals and you're getting all these um, opportunities, it's opening the door for you're having an agent and a manager now, yeah. which is going to divide these teams even more. Oh like you, like you already have like people that are like, oh, I'm on my own. This is my shit. Like yeah. I'm just trying to get to the league. When money gets involved, that's and it's a like, whole another. I'm just worried about my shoe deal. I'm just worried about mm-hmm. like getting money to whatever feed my kid that i didn't plan on having right. and <laughs> yeah, dude, lots of a couple, couple of those or yeah. planned on having right yeah which but is usually which is crazy not yeah <laughs> and uh then you is there going to be a toll office in heritage hall like that's just like a place where you have the agents come in and someone kind of overseeing like this interaction or mm-hmm. It's going to get messy, man, but, I mean, I think the NCAA is going to make it as strict as possible. They're not going to let people I'm get skeptical. away with it. Yeah. I'm for sure skeptical yeah. of the NCAA. Be like, yeah, we'll do it. You, yeah. know they're, you know they're typing up. They got the best lawyers in the world, bro. They're typing yeah. up some shit right now. To fucking, yeah. So I hope I hope because it's April 2021, there's some time for it to, like, iron out, and I hope it irons out in a way like that where there's some type of system where you're getting, like, you know, you you're learning about shit that applies to your sport because you go. Uh, most of ninety percent of us went to well, all three of us went to that seat for football. That's mm-hmm. how we got. I didn't get there because I was a fucking good actor or smart or anything. A lot of football players are there for that. Why shouldn't you be able to learn about your profession that you're going into? And even if you don't play it, you learn coaching, you learn the medical side, you learn the like legal legality side, NFLPA. There's so much. There's so many areas. It's such a big profession. Well, there's there's more that they can do because they already do certain things like that during summer. Like, right. I, I, I don't want to name her name, but uh, I'm not going to. But we had one nutritionist while we were at SC where 
she was known as the nutritionist for our team, Mm -hmm. but nobody respected her wisdom with anything about nutrition because we kind of knew that she didn't really know what the fuck she was talking about. And she came from UCLA and then she went back and then, you know, she's a very nice lady. <laughs> I'm not going to say her name, but yeah, I'm going to no, tell you about her whole. No, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, it means I'm not, I'm not going to, but I know what you know, you're saying. But it's like, it's, it's just, it's just like, it's, and it's not any diss to her because I, I was, I had a great time talking with her all the time. She was a friendly yeah. lady, but like when it comes down to like the business standpoint of like, all right, am I really to gain weight? Do I really need to just eat almonds five times a day? Like, I don't think that's really going to work like that. No. You know, it's just like, it's just it didn't work and i think that they need to take that a little bit more seriously when they're bringing people in you know like they they have these things happen during the summer when we're in like our summer school and they're mm-hmm. like all right we have a mm-hmm. a one hour they bring them in yeah, yeah we have yeah. a one hour like discussion at 7 a.m for your um i don't know like your networking or something like that and nobody's paying who attention took that, that. seriously there's yeah, one nerd in the front yeah. the kicker yeah. like shut up yeah, there's nobody paying notes. attention yep. to that and that's like and that's partly on the players too but uh, yeah 100 you know, but at the same time they're like we need to the players need to know that it's legit as well but once you start adding in the money aspect of this thing to where it's like yeah you're getting paid for this i think that people will be a little bit more aware of or a little bit more clear i'm like all right i need to pay attention to this stuff yeah and to be fair <laughs> um to be fair there's so much shit that you have to do like i remember everyone was mandated 10 hours of tutoring yeah and you got school you got weights you got practice it's hard to add more yeah. more things in there mm-hmm. I, I would have to make a case. And be interested. Yeah. yeah, like to be, yeah. Especially when you got a bunch of clowns just like throwing whatever grapes and stupid shits like this yeah. is. Right. Yeah. When people aren't taking it seriously, it's. It rubs off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember having to go to my administrator and being like, hey, like I'm doing good in class. Can I like not have 10 hours of tutoring? <laughs> like this is getting in my way. Like. Right. I'm going to, can I'll do two. Right. And they're like, no, you can't do two. And th- they just like kept bringing it down more and more. Like after semesters, so it's just too much. Yeah. Just too much to yeah. be doing 10 hours sitting there like with somebody. Well, it's like half the people that freaking tutor you too. You, the, the football players just flirting with them. If they're a girl, that's oh, all yeah. it is. You know, it's, they don't, the you don't was, most uh, people don't even take that seriously. And even then it's like half the time they're just, you're kind of wiggling in that weird gray area where they're doing the work for you, but they're technically not because they're giving you the answer and you're writing it down. You know, it's it's just it's not it's not very just legit. There were some beasts though. Shout out to Martin Jaguri. Oh, he's the best. Shout out yeah, to Heather. Martin, yeah. uh, I forgot Heather's last name. Shout out to Kevin Bolin. Shout out to Kevin Bolin. No, Shout out to Mimi. Like, those yeah. hey, those are real. Those are the real hey, ones. You want no fucking MVPs of keeping yeah. keeping players yeah. able to play. Yeah, those we ain't talking. Those are the learning specialists. We ain't talking about those. Like the, yeah, the yeah. specific like the student tutors. Yeah, like I. The learning specialists you know, at SC yeah. are phenomenal. Apps and probably underrated. If well, I'm being honest. Yeah, I can Maybe. speak for myself. If I was I was with Kevin Bolin, if I wasn't with Kev, I would not have graduated because he kept me on my p's and q's at all times and it was just it was so helpful having a guy like that that knew what the fuck he was talking yeah. about yeah you know? i think it's just a matter of like recruiting differently yeah and like i haven't been in stanford's locker room i haven't been in stanford's like team atmosphere really the standard i'm sure is a just a different level they because, have a you're, culture. because you're getting different level of kids like yeah yeah well, they screen you to come in, like to get into this. I remember I did not go to Stanford because they were like, you got to write a fucking something page essay and you got to fucking 
do this come to a trip to montana and be able to climb this i'm like i'm not doing all that shit well, you have to do it you have to take ap classes your entire high school oh like, dude they don't mess years. around yeah. yeah but but to your point like, they still slide you in yeah i mean like if you're good enough i wasn't that good <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just saying like is it smart on the recruiters to be like this is like maybe the best athlete we've seen but he's a piece of shit. <laughs> right. And it's like plenty. At what point is it just hurtful to the culture and the way that the team operates when you have a bad player in terms of personality and in terms of how they behave, right. but like, but they're a good athlete fire on the field. Yeah. I think if the culture's right, that person blends in. I really do. I think if you get a, like, again, a guy like coach O, We'll fucking cancel that shit out. I mean, you can't come in. And if he doesn't, you're not going to play. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing about culture. It's, it's like you just ha are like in setting the yeah. standard. And when you're winning and people want to be here, you're able to pick and choose. But when you're sanctioned and people are like, oh, I don't think I want SC, then you're like picking from like yeah. this middle area where like we got good guys, but they're also sh shitty people. <laughs> shit bags. And but if you're going to get we, those guys, you but need we want to win to right. be able to get the people that we can like pick and choose from. So it's just like this weird vicious cycle. And you have to develop them as men too. If you're going to get those, like you said, good athletes, but not necessarily like a solid dude. Like you have to, they're still young kids. Like you have to develop them, but they don't. They kiss their ass too. And then yeah. you just have a you have a fucking team of a bunch of dudes that are just. I, I definitely empathize with the situation. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Not sure. There's like. A really good answer yeah there are many answers and that's why it's not going to happen for a few years yeah figure this good. shit out um mm -hmm. i feel like when we talk about football for so damn long i feel like we just like at points it's just yeah you I'm can talk little, about it for hours little, man i'm a little ringed yeah. out man geo you know, i want to yeah i want to hear first of all i know that you're a movie watcher mm -hmm. what movies you've seen lately that have been pretty solid so uh the one that's really been sticking in my head a lot is uh, Joker. 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 Wow. What do you like Joker? about Joker? Joker was uh, definitely dark. Yeah. I knew it was going to be dark, but it was way darker than I expected. In a good way or bad way? In a good way. Uh, not to throw the DC Marvel thing into this, but like... That's the way that they're going to set themselves apart Bro. from that. That's exactly what yes. I said. DC just saved their fucking franchise. Yes. Joker. Yeah. Like hitting that darkness. And it was like low budget the way that they did it. Mm -hmm. And seemed like handcrafted and handmade. It was just done beautifully. Like, um, and it was like a great vehicle to talk about really real stuff. Mm -hmm. And have like the ear of the audience for two hours and say like, Hey, there's like people need help. Right. And there's mental illness out there. Right. And if you ignore them, yeah, there's like consequences to that. Yeah. And uh there's a lot of layers to that one. Um it was I've watched like YouTube videos about it cuz no, I was just yeah, like yeah. obsessed about it yeah. and they're like the only time he really laughs in that movie genuinely is at the end, um, all the other laughs are either hiding nervousness yeah, or upset, because yeah. he's upset yeah. or 
um, yeah, trying to fit in with somebody. But the last one, it was like his only genuine laugh in the entire movie, which was like great on the writing of the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, it's true. It was, a uh, kind of showing that he understands like why Batman became Batman is like yeah, because yeah, of his yeah. doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's one thing too. Is that I feel like so many a theory. I, I feel like everybody that like watched it, they have their own theories of like what actually happened in the movie. Because mm-hmm. I had one guy tell me that once he went into the fridge, he died, and the rest was a hallucination. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, oh, dude oh. I didn't have those drugs. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. What were you? Smoking? But like, what did you? What did you too. think that the actual story meant though? Like, what you? Th- what you take it as? Like, it was a yeah, like as the Joker, Batman. the comic book. Like he like so. Um, because there's I, a couple uh, plot holes in it to where it's like the one thing that Todd Phillips said, like if you know the Joker character, it's that the Joker is an unreliable narrator. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different answers of what is real. Like he prefers his past to be multiple choice. Oh, you know what yeah. you're talking about. Mm. Oh, man. Hey. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, but uh, I kind of liked um, Heath Ledger's where I was skeptical of like the way the Joker works really well is like, you you don't really know. It's like Heath Ledger killed it, but it's also there's just like little snapshots and like little jump ins where he's like, Wow, that was fucking good. But to have the screen for that long and to like still have an interesting thing to say from that character is yeah. was a unexpected surprise That's for cool. me. I feel like the Heath Ledger's Joker kinda set up a bar of like you know the character and then watching this Joaquin one, like I know who the Joker is, but I don't know who this guy. Like, who is this person? I'm mean, every scene. I'm like watching because I'm like I th- I thought I knew who this guy was, and I think they did a really good job of fucking telling you a goddamn story and leading up all the way to the end where that whole last scene where he actually laughs and the whole part. I was like, oh, there's Heath's guy that mm. like he brought out. Yeah. Like there he is because that and it just seeing the climax of getting there. You said yeah. layers. I feel like each scene was fucking peeling back, bro. I just felt like each scene, I just kept getting closer and closer to the screen the whole fucking movie, dude. It was amazing. And he but, got butt naked and was hugging the screen by the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, dude, get this guy Sir. out of here. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> get this guy out of here. But uh, for sure, get upset when people are like, when's he going to face Batman? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're like, going ha- to have that guy beat the shit out of this mentally ill guy? You just, like, that's what you want to see on the screen? Dude, you yeah. just watch this, like really sick mentally right like disabled person become a um like a symbol for people and he gets stoked about it and you're gonna have this guy in armor just beat the (laughs) shit (laughs) off beat his ass (laughs) (laughs) fucking kill him him. i mean yeah he's people say it's like that's the interesting part though is like seeing like how he goes from that to like the crime lord joker like what heath was you know yeah and i'd be interested to see a sequel of that just him him being like on the top yeah. and like people listening to him. With Robert like, Pattinson as Batman. Ooh, Ooh, how you feel about okay. that? Yeah. Um, I kind of at, I'm at this point like I've been a Batman fan a long time. Yeah, and I'm always like, very aware. This is why we're talking. I was like, let's. I want to have the Batman that I've imagined growing up the whole time. And at this point, I'm like, I'm like open to all these different versions, maybe especially after seeing the Jokers, like there's so many interpretations that are like worth exploring and worth looking at. And it's like a really cool character explore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm excited to see what he does. I you know. believe it, in him. I believe. Yeah. Um, Zoe Kravitz is, uh, podcast. 
the name of our network, by the way. Believe. 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 Believe, Believe Chief. Chief. I, I trust, I definitely got excited because Scott showed me some of his films. We went and saw Lighthouse, too. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Dude, it's good. I fucking love it. Anyway, it'll get you fired up. It'll get you fired up. For, raunchy? It's raunch raunchy. sauce, grit. It's yeah. everything you want. It's everything. <laughs> Geo, it's mainly, mainly all about you, Willem Dafoe's beard. It's about <laughs> Willem Dafoe. And it's, you'll see, bro. It's a good get. But just like. Um, uh, Leave Scott the seagull alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say yeah. no sparring with the gull. Um, <laughs> The fucking Scott showed me this movie uh, before Joker came out. Before Joker was even talked about, called "You Were Never Really Here" by Hawking Phoenix. It's the, oh, it's it's yeah. with it's not it's not with Pattinson, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's with Hawking Phoenix. So yeah, it was, yeah. This one, <laughs> what I'm getting to is that like Hawk. I was fired up about Joker because yeah. he showed me that, and I was like, oh, I want to see how because there was a movie right before Joker. Yeah. And Lighthouse coming out, I'm like, okay, I believe in Robert Pattinson to pull this off. Because yeah. honestly, I'm not gonna lie, Ben Affleck kind of fucked it up for me. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are big Ben Affleck fans. And, I know, and I'm just like, eh. I liked his fight scenes. Was yeah, fight scenes were badass. Fight scenes, yeah, hundred cool. percent. You know, that's pretty much it. Like the writing was garbage, but Bruce he, Wayne. I mean, his Bruce, his, his yeah. Bruce Wayne, and his Batman. Like, I like this. I like the visual style of his Batman more because he looked more menacing. He was big. He was yeah, fast. That's true. That's true. Like, but that's, but that's not him. That's not you, like Ben. Yeah, it's not Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Director. Like it was like the video game Batman, yeah, which exactly. is a badass Batman. Yeah. The yeah. Dark, but dark like when you watch, like all respect to Bale, because I would say Bale's the best Batman that we've had so far. Mm. But I would, I don't know. I'm Val Kilmer. Yeah. I'm all about that Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. I'm all about that. But you, dude, you watch some of those scenes with with Christian Bale's Batman and the way that he fights, and you just like can't help but laugh. Motherfuckers like punching people. Yeah, it's it looks goofy. Like, yeah. I liked Bale as Bruce Wayne for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was yeah. a great fucking Bruce Wayne and yeah. a, a good Batman out of the suit. Like when he, oh, fuck it. I've always yeah. thought Michael Keaton was goofy. I could never really get behind Michael Keaton though. Yeah, uh, that's gonna upset bit. some people, but yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's he was the, decent. Yeah, he was. A I liked. I honestly like Val Kilmer, bro. People forget sleep on Val Kilmer. I, I thought he was a decent with the fucking Jim Carrey as Riddler. Count, yeah. count me in, dude. Yeah. But um, all right. Last thing about that is. Do you feel like, because I've been saying it for a while too, DC going the dark route, because like Marvel's kind of got like, the, like you said, it's like the nice studio shine. It's got all the good, and I still like, I loved fucking Endgame, fucking Thanos. But I think with them getting Joker, like it's almost like a counterpart to Marvel where they like, because they can't compete with Marvel. I think they tried to with fucking Aquaman and like Justice League. They yeah. Tried to be that big blockbuster. I feel like Joker's their route. That like that type of tone, not necessarily every movie be dark and fucking walk out of there feeling like, fucked up but that kind of level of like you said handcrafted like hand detail it should be almost like almost every movie should be pushing rated r if not being rated i r. agree the rated r so i understand that because this is going to be probably the only rated r movie to ever reach a billion dollars yeah, you just it. don't have as big of a scope to grab people and like have them throw money at you yeah right you don't have the uh right 13 through 18 year olds plush toys yeah. too yeah like i get it like amusement parks you have rides but, you have t-shirts you have memorabilia but i mean you but you see though like that's the memorabilia the the parks like that's like the marvel thing and i know they're talking about money and shit like that but if you want it's talk art about, versus business yeah it is but at the same time though like if you want to make movies that are like meaningful in the fucking culture which i would say that this year the joker has been the most meaningful movie that's been made this whole year mm -hmm. in terms of like the debate whether you liked it, whether you liked yeah, it or not even yeah. if you didn't like it that's the reason why it is but i think that like if you if you bring that aspect and that um that 
that style of filmmaking to like all the other characters because you could argue that like every character could have that similar kind of realness mm-hmm. to their story. Like Man of Steel was very similar in a sense to where like it felt real. Yeah, I liked like, Man of Steel a lot. Yeah, like Man of Steel was dope. Awesome. Batman vs Superman was just there was a whole bunch of holes in that one, but. Um, yeah, dude. Like I saw it today on Twitter, they were they're releasing a Harley Quinn TV show on like the DC Network or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was watching, it and I was just like, oh my god. And but then she starts dropping f bombs, and then she shows in the trailer her like hitting people and like breaking their faces in and shit like that. And it's like a super R cartoon. Yeah. And she's like cussing, like saying fuck, you know, saying like shit, all these shit, fuck bitch, all these things. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, yes. I was like, that's the fucking way to go, DC. I, think I was like, so. thank you, man. I think so. Yes. It looked better than the Harley Quinn movie. I mean, Logan was fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. They went R, you know? Like, some of them, sometimes you got to do it. I think Marvel has their recipe. Like, they have their shit where they can do PG-13 and do these. I mean, like I said, Endgame was baller. I mean, I'm, still, the, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Marvel. And yeah. I still enjoyed it. But, like, the, the Joker vibe, I mean, and Christopher Nolan kind of started it with that whole series. Like, yeah. a little more realness. I think Joker took it to a whole nother, like, depth of fucking, like. Shout out to Temple for saying that Toy Story 4 was better than Joker. Yeah, Temple. Temple, you're an asshole. Name? McDouche. Uh, yeah. Temple slap, dick. Yeah, we had an argument this weekend, and that's a whole nother yeah. ciabatta bread. Sorry, I just had Still to need to see that, though. Yeah. Which, Which one? one? <laughs> Toy Story? Yeah, no, it's a good movie. Shout out yeah. to fucking... It made, me, Hanks, made me cry. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Um, all right, well, G, what you got going on, man? You got anything to promote, or what you been up to? Um, so, since being at uh, this pristine university, I now... Uh, civilian. Just, civilian, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a brewery up in Santa Barbara that I'm kind of partnered with i uh, do distributing for them what's it called third window brewing third window mm-hmm. uh okay. we just went with wine warehouse so we're distributing all throughout california so i have to go uh spread the love down to san diego orange county la eventually up north okay. so awesome, we're growing there and uh so you've been working with beer beer i've uh always been interested in beer like i didn't really even realize it but being here we'd go to yard house every once in a while with like jg and yeah. dave garness shout out to jeremy galton dave garness all the fatties um <laughs> and we'd go to yard house i'd get a big yard and i'd get like a glass like this and they're like why aren't you getting a, a yard i'm like i don't want one giant <laughs> fucking beer i want to try like all <laughs> six of these yeah. like i want to like see all these types of different right. beer i mean you're 21 22 years old you're just like it's kind of if it's not keystone light i don't know what it is yet (laughs) or natty yeah and then we'd go to a uh worst house worst cooch no there's worst house um and it's just german place and we'd get german food and all this german beer and i was like all about it but uh then one day i went up to barrel works which is uh in buellton uh, so you know firestone no. they like do 805 oh yeah, yeah, yeah um they have a sour and like bourbon barrel age program called barrel works okay and i tried some beer up there and it was just like really opened me up to like beer it was like you have that sour end yeah um sticky monkey is what like opened me up it was a Say it again sticky monkey gotcha it's a Ooh. bourbon barrel age quad okay and it was just like tasted like creme brulee and like an old-fashioned manhattan all like thrown into one i'm like this is beer like this is fucking awesome and uh 
I got into the ground floor with third window because they weren't open yet. And I was like, I want to drink your beer. And they're like, <laughs> Pay me we're, beer. we're not open. And I said, I want yeah. your beer. And like, we're not open. Like, Give it to me. And uh, we became friends. And then they wanted me to work there. And they had me be the distributor because I could pick up the kegs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. So I see football did Great. help in some way. <laughs> Do you think you took shit from, because uh, you got your master's at SC, yeah? I did get my master's. Um, if you don't drop classes, and I mean, I had to do summer school anyway to get my stipend, and I just like flew through it. You Not like you took away some shit from it. Um, I was talking about with Mark earlier. I think you kind of learn how to play the game in terms of like academics, and you learn how to play the game in terms of just like sports. And I think uh, if I were to come back and do anything again, if I were to restart. It'd be to attack the opportunity and not like survive the opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, what they put you through is hard in school. What they put you through in football is hard. Right. Um, and a lot of the times you're just like, "Fuck, I just need to like get through get this." Get through the day. Get through the week. Um, but maybe if you switch your mentality and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking kick today's ass. I'm gonna like yeah. get everything I can." Um, think you'll be a lot better off. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's tools being handed out Damn all man. through, all throughout college. Yeah. And as you're going, you're like, okay, these are all I need for today to like be yeah. able to make this work. And then at the end of the day, after you're done with college, you're like this, uh, this tool bags half full, <laughs> even though they're handing all the tools out. Yeah. But That's I have a degree, cool. I have a graduate degree and, uh, that means a lot, but I think there's something more about when you're sitting in adulthood and you're like, I could have got a lot more out of that. Yeah, I think fucking most of us have that feeling where you're just yeah. like, fuck, dude. I would, like, you just put it perfectly attack in the day because you're just like, oh, I just want fucking get, I got fucking class, I got fucking practice, I got fucking, I got to go meet with this person. If I was like, oh man, I'm about to be fucking. It's a relatively short amount of time. It really is. You yeah. don't, uh, God damn, you do not realize yeah. that shit. I mean, it's, it's tough when you don't really have, at least myself, I didn't really have that like leadership or that, uh, that guide to be like, pay attention in classes like fully. You know, like, there would be classes that I like got good grades in because we, we had to, but. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between going in there to like just get a good grade, or and going in there to like genuinely learn something. But also, you should leave with a good grade, and you could maybe be like have a lower grade but get more out of a class. I think yeah. that was the depiction of my. F I didn't get very good grades, but I was in theater, and I felt like I was genuinely into mm -hmm. each class. So like mm -hmm. football wasn't always a high priority for me because I actually had like theater classes that I could actually grasp onto. And you, you had a you. I mean, you had a great opportunity because you actually like stepped back from football and like fully dived into yes, it. Yes, I did. You know? Once so I got that was, hurt. That's a yeah. It's a great thing to do, man. Because I felt the opposite. I felt yeah. like I would wait the last minute until something was due like a paper like yeah. that and i was i was a good writer so i could like get it done the night before and like get a decent grade on it but at the end of the day like if i had to like sit there and like get tested i'm like okay what'd you learn with this i'd be like uh i at all i i don't know i learned for about four hours last night well, and that was about it you know and it's kind of like it goes back to like part of that could be the system the way it's set up what if you get guys in classes that you actually get like give a fuck about like if you learn about nutrition or like shit like you know what i'm saying yeah. like I'm not necessarily that every football player should take football classes that sounds ridiculous sex if education want, if you want to take other classes you should take other fucking classes
classes. I'm just saying, like, having, like, you you know you're already, like, my attention span is so fucked. Like, get me in something that I, so, like, when I got into a theater class, I was like, whoa. Even though how tired I was and how much I didn't care about school, when I saw people go, I was interested in that. Imagine, like, other guys, too, like, if you actually have that interest in your fucking classes. David Garness came into SC wanting to do engineering. Yeah. His dad has an engineering firm. He was like, I'm going to be an engineer. Came in, and the coaches were like, you can't do that degree. Like, it's too hard for what your uh, right. schedule is for football. And he was like, I've been recruited and told that I was able to do this. Like, yeah. I'm going to be fucking doing this. Right. And he fought and fought, and he did it. And it was – he has an engineering firm up in Alaska now. But it's That's like – he was uh, really Persu- fought on it. Right, persuaded away to do an easier thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I so know. sure. I don't think you're allowed to do cinema school either. Nope. I asked to do that and they said no. They told me yeah. that I could They told me that I could apply once I got there. And then once I tried to apply, they said I had to apply in high school. And I was just like, well, fuck Barely, me. theater was, they barely let me do it. Yeah. I mean, I was the first person to ever be in football and theater and at SC. And this, Scott Felix followed mm-hmm. suit next year. Number two, my lord. But I only think it was because I was like, I don't want to do. I literally same thing as David Garnett. I was like, I don't want to do anything else besides yeah. theater. I, yeah. I wasn't like I was like pressing for theater. I was like, I just I know I want to do fucking theater yeah. and acting. They're like, all right, I don't know what you're gonna be able to do. It's like, what? Well, fuck off. How about that? Fuck Let my coming here, goddamn. Yeah. Look at me now. Look at me. And now I'm not doing anything with a theater degree, but you know, call myself an actor. You were on set yesterday. Stop being modest. That's true. That's true. Was filming yesterday. I got to play Soft a creeper. Porn for HBO. Yeah, it was really good. Really good opportunity. You could see my butt cheeks. Um, gotta do some more squats, which I'm about to go do. Man. G, well, you got anything else? Anything to promote? Any shout outs? Fufo. Fufo. Third Window Brewery, though. That's what it is. Third Window Santa Brewery. Santa Barbara. Um, Santa Barbara. Third Window Brewery. Santa Barbara. I don't like talking about my brewery when I'm at this beautiful, beautiful yeah, brewery. It's weird because we're in a brewery right now. Yeah, we are in the beautiful Tire Biter Brewery, but we will promote. By the way, uh, this is this Saturday, Alana Tias. It's this Saturday? I believe so. Oh, sweet Lord. If not, it's next Saturday. But anyways. I'm coming back for redemption. Great live performance from Alana Tias. You know Alon. Yeah. How good is Alon live? I mean. Seriously. He's a legend. He really is. And uh, it's special to like be a part of that. And especially in such like a small... Nobody fucking knows about it. <laughs> like, know. Yeah, I talk to people they're like, who? I'm like, bro, come watch Alon. And they, they do like reggae music, but also like soft yeah. love music and hip-hop. So good too. that I got lost in the sauce. This dude got... Don't, w- no, no, don't even say it. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. I got lost in space. <laughs> Listen, Alon got this dude free. We've all been there. My first time Alon, he played at Jackson Joe while you were here too. Like... We got a concert in there. This dude is the real deal. So come by a tire bar on Saturday the, night. Yeah, it's just it's tough. Come get freaky, um, but don't get too freaky. Ask Scott. He is yeah. still recovering from. Well, it, it made me do sober October completely. Yeah, exactly. and honestly, so. Is uh, the Chad Wheeler incident a Alon night? It's, it was actually. I'm glad you say that. Shout out to Chad Wheeler Chad for uh, doing one of the most impressive things I've ever seen and headbutting a car window, <laughs> and walking away and winning and winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know if he wants us talking about that, but he can go fuck himself. Uh, yeah. That's one of the fucking coolest things I've seen to this day. Somebody headbutting a car window. That was an Alon night. So Chadwee, Chadwee, shout out Chadwee and shout out to Gio for shouting out Chadwee. Um, love you, bub. Appreciate you coming by, man. Oh yeah, dude. Take out for camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dennis, Dennis.
didn't expect to be a part of this, but it's yeah, it's actually really funny. Oh, yeah. Gio hit me up literally this morning to say hi, and I was like, "You're fucking coming to talk, man." Potty yeah. talk. I'm glad you did. And two That's hours later. Two hours later, we are here. <laughs> Love you, bubs. Thanks, guys. Fight on and fuck off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.